Yes, it is this Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. On this day in 1868, Ulysses S. Grant was elected president. When Lincoln was told he had to get rid of him, Lincoln said, I can't. He fights. I can't spare this man. He fights. The way we think of Donald Trump, the way we think of our next guest, I'm so privileged to welcome to the airwaves senior advisor to the Trump campaign, Kaylee McEnany. You fight. Thank you for fighting for us, Kaylee. Hey, Seth, it's an honor to fight for the American people, and I'll do it all the way to the end. Yes, you will. Tell us what you're seeing. I guess first polls close in under an hour. What are you seeing today, Kaylee? So we're seeing very encouraging signs. Uh, just uh, everything at this point is really anecdotal. It's, um, you know, are you seeing long lines in the Republican areas? And the answer is yes. Are you seeing shorter lines in more Democrat areas? And the answer is yes. Um, are we seeing good early vote numbers? over the last few days? And the answer is yes. Um, but really, until the polls close at 7 um, and, you know, in the, the hour or so thereafter, we'll start to have a better idea about Florida and North Carolina. And of course, as the evening goes on, uh, we will hear from the great men and women of Arizona, who we believe will show up uh, and vote for President Trump. You bet. We have a proud uh, we have a proud heritage uh, all the way going back to all the way to back to Perry Goldwater that we, we, we would like to keep high and uh, and and uh, confirm again tonight. Kaylee, um, I'm telling people stay in line. It's really important. Did I read this right? Donald Trump, President Trump has done 32 events in the last five days, 32 rallies in the last five days. Did I get that right? That's exactly right. I've been at each and every one with him, and it's been nonstop around the clock getting home uh, last night at nearly 4 a.m., waking up at 5 a.m. in some cases. Uh, it's been really hard to keep up with, but a real honor to talk to the American people. We were in Arizona uh, not too long ago, um, and that's exactly right. He fought for the vote of the American people as Joe Biden's hid in the basement. If he won't fight for your vote, he won't fight for you as president. Yeah, well, if he can do 32 events in five days, if you can do 32 events in five days, people can stand in line for a few hours if that's what it takes. I'm telling it, I'm being told it doesn't take that long, but that's the important thing to do. Kaylee, I um, I, I wonder if you would uh, respond to this. My view of the election and the re-election of Donald Trump is based on three um, political factors, never mind uh, policy, never mind ideology. Um, the anger against Donald Trump, which you have faced on a daily basis, the anger against him, I think it's roughly the same as it was in 2016. People forget how bad it was back then. I think the love of the Democratic candidate by the Democrats is less than it was in 2016. Hillary was a pioneer for so many Democrats. But I think the love and support and passion for Donald Trump is much greater than it was in 2016. And I wonder if you agree with that analysis. I I think there's simply no doubt. The rallies are even bigger, if that's possible. Um, When we show up in Michigan and it's pouring rain uh, and very cold and whipping winds and people have stood out there for hours. And when we go to Arizona uh, and it's it's very hot um, and sunny and people are getting sunburned um, and they stay out there for hours, there's just no doubt the enthusiasm, the love. I mean, what presidential candidate in history you have where an entire crowd will shout, we love you in unison. Yeah. Uh, they love this president because he fights for their values. He's really the first president in my lifetime, you know, at least going back to Reagan, who stood for the conservative principles that he espoused. And I've been in rooms with him where he's had really tough decisions to make. And you have everyone in the room saying, you know, decide this way. And he'll say, no, I, I'm going to do what's right for 
this country. I'm going to do what I told my voters I would do. Uh, and he sticks to his guns. And I think you've seen that with his Supreme Court picks with the hottest economy he's brought to us uh, and with good and affordable health care, among other things. Instinct is so important in a leader, and that's what you're talking about, is instinct for doing the right thing, which again and again has often been against conventional wisdom. We probably see this more in foreign and international policy than anywhere else, particularly in the Middle East. The dividends are incredible. His instincts have been what are so important. And it's a funny thing, right, when you think about his opponent who has had so many bad instincts over the long course of his career. It doesn't hardly seem like a fair choice, really, if you're a Democrat, i got to tell you. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, look, you've had Bob Gates, their own defense secretary during the Biden years, say that Biden has been wrong on every major foreign policy Mm -hmm. issue of our time. When Mm -hmm. President Trump negotiated Middle East peace and wound down foreign wars, and you have Joe Biden, who oversaw the slowest economic recovery since World War II, and then President Trump, who reversed it and brought Did we lose her? Did we did we hit uh, the mute button by accident there? Is that what that was? Oh, I'm, I'm here. I'm back. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> You're not the first to do that. We've done that a few times <laughs> ourselves. Uh, let, let me ask you this, Kaylee. Um, aside from, you know, obviously your personal relationship and, and professional relationship uh, with this administration, the presidency, the reelection campaign and all that, what worries you most for America about a Biden presidency? Well, I think the, the costs are too high. He has said he's open to locking down the country. Uh, that's not what the people want. It's not what they deserve. Uh, we know how to treat COVID now. We brought the fatality rate down by 85%. We know how to protect the vulnerable and our seniors and locking our churches or schools. Our workplaces is just simply not an answer. Uh, I worry about that. And in a Biden presidency, I'd worry about the economy. Uh, it took us, again, slowest economic recovery since World War II during the Biden years. It wasn't good. He's promised to raise taxes on day one through the individual mandate, take away the Trump tax cuts. But I think what worries me most is that he's a shell for the radical left, mm-hmm. where we're seeing an attempt to indoctrinate our children rather than give them a patriotic education, take God out of our schools, uh, and wipe his name from history. Um, and I think should the radical left take over, you've seen what they've done to our streets with these riots. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way forward um, under a Biden presidency. It's very concerning for our next generation. Thank you for that. I, I agree 100%. Kaylee, I don't know if it's right or not. I am seeing some uh, reports showing that some of the early exit polling is revealing that the economy is the number one issue people are voting on. If that's true, that's a good sign for us, isn't it? It's an excellent sign. Uh, President Trump has consistently been the pick um, when it comes to the economy, and for good reason. He's a businessman. He showed what he was able to do, bringing up historic low black unemployment, Latino unemployment, uh, female unemployment, paychecks going up, particularly for minority communities. Everyone's paychecks have gone up, but in minority communities in particular, it's at like five times the rate of what it was under Joe Biden. Um, And growth, I mean, you've seen we had a 33.1% gross domestic product, which is extraordinary. Um, And if the economy is the issue, uh, you can say four more years for President Trump. Kaylee, that's the other thing. I'm glad you brought it up in, in, in that in that litany. That's the other thing that has been so heartening to see is this movement from traditionally democratic precincts in, in minority populations, whether it's the African-American vote or the Hispanic-American vote, willing to now, because of Donald Trump and his policies, take a second look 
at the Republican Party, a look they used to have their eyes gazed upon for at least 100 years, right? That's been a really heartening thing. It must be to see. It must be for you, too. It is. And I'm so proud of the wisdom of the American people. Um, I say that because of this. The media has tried to demonize this president, mischaracterize him, take him out of context, call him all sorts of horrible names like racist and xenophobe, just horrifying terms. I can tell you I know this man. He's none of those things. Um, They've tried to do that. But what we're seeing in the early trends is the Latino voter come to President Trump, the black voter come to President Trump and essentially say to the media, I don't believe what you're saying because I feel the difference in my everyday life. I feel the difference what an inclusive economy looks like. I see the president secure historic HBCU funding. I see the president do criminal justice reform. And I see the president fight socialism, uh, which so many Latino voters know about all too well and, and bring law and order to our streets. And I, I'm just I'm very proud uh, seeing the wisdom of the American people, the ability to break through the noise and recognize uh, what a good, hardworking, inclusive president looks like. I, I can only imagine, and i got to tell you how much it means to us on a busy day like this uh, that you guys have us on your mind and you would uh, share some of your time with us. Last few moments we have left, Kaylee, give a, I'll, you're used to answering questions. I'm just going <laughs> to let you take the microphone for a second and make the, the last final 30-second, uh, 40-second elevator pitch to the uh, listeners in Arizona if you, if you would like. Yeah, I, I think it's important to show up no matter how long the lines. Just like you said, stay there, vote. If you get in line, uh, you have a right to vote. But you know, our our child. I have a I have a um, almost one year old daughter, and the uh, next generation is at stake here. You know, I want my daughter to grow up in an America where she'll get a patriotic education, where I she doesn't have to worry about violence in the streets of Democrat cities. We know, unfortunately, and it's not been discussed by the media, but far too many children have died because of violence in the streets. We need to defend our police officers, not defund them. Um, and for our future, for this next generation, vote on President Trump. Kaylee McEnany, Godspeed. God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. We'll talk again. Shout out to our latest sponsor, our newest sponsor, Nationwide Coin and Bullion Reserve. In times of flux, of course, you want something solid, as solid as gold. Nationwide is a trusted source for precious metals. They have a 4.6 star rating on Trustpilot, and they have an exceptional offer at Nationwide for new customers. While supplies last, you can get a one-ounce gold eagle coin at cost. For just eighteen seventy-five, that's one heck of a deal when you look at what that thing goes for elsewhere. Weight and purity are, of course, backed by the U.S. government. It's a great time to safeguard your future, so call Nationwide at eight hundred eight five zero one one five five. That's eight hundred eight five zero one one five five. And mention that you heard about them on the Seth Liebson show. How about Jim and Gilbert? Jim, welcome to the show. Do I have Jim? No, I think you got Roger. I'll take Roger. I'll 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 take Roger. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm doing very good. I thought I'd call into this wonderful pop culture radio show with all these great tunes and just, you know, talk a little bit about the election today. Everything from Juice Newton to Van Halen, we try and give you. Absolutely. Throw in a little Doc Severinsen and we'll we can do, do really some, good. We'll throw in some Doc Severinsen, a little... Yeah, we music, music is what makes me run, baby. 
So, I have a quote for you. We do not have government by the majority. We have government by the majority who participate. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thomas Jefferson. Yep. So, I think there's a really good chance that New York can go red. Talk to me. Well, last time, both candidates claimed New York as their home state. So it was kind uh, of a wash, okay. and it leaned towards Hillary. Because okay. how, many, how many candidates lose their home state? Very few. You know who lost their home state, by the way? You want an intro? That, Roger, I'll, you have plenty of time. Don't worry about this. I, I, this is an amazing story. And I probably Al, Gore know lost, Al Gore lost Tennessee in 2000. If he didn't, he'd have been president. That's right. None of That's that. Right. None of that Bush v. Gore stuff. Anyway, sorry. But you're right. You're right. Very rare to lose your home state. Right. And so she's not in play this time. Okay. The majority of the rural country of New York is conservative. So depending on how many show up from the cities, he has a chance. You know what's funny about I haven't looked at New York politics in some time, but it, but back when I was – and we were looking at, you know, how hard it was for Republicans to win offices there, uh, like U.S. Senate. It, it was because I don't think they ran very good candidates or not as good candidates as they could have. Right. And I think the candidate, more than anything, more than anything, it's the candidate that, you know, there's a lot of factors. But the first factor is how good is the candidate always has been for me. Now, think about New York over the course of the past year. It has seen the state with perhaps the most bloviating and arrogant of governors, Democrat, right? It has mm -hmm. seen the worst of the coronavirus. It has seen a tremendous, perhaps the worst, if not the worst, bottom three, or top three, sorry, top three worst, economic depredation over the last year the mayor may possibly be more annoying than the governor and if yep. you wanted to set the conditions for a republican victory in new york you could hardly do better than with this crowd you know that's how giuliani became mayor right things got so bad under dinkins that they said enough. That's out, and, and, and the same with the successor to uh, Mario Cuomo, George Pataki, right? They got so right. bad that they said enough, enough. And yeah, well, hope springs eternal. It was a, um, it was a, a pretty big victory for Hillary back then, but they didn't have the conditions that we just outlined back then either in New York. Nope. And when you throw in all those parts of the equation. It it makes it in play. I mean, hey, who 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 in their right mind would think Texas was in play? Come on, I don't. Do you? No, but I the lovely mainstream media would love us to think. Uh, yeah, this is why I'm saying turn off the TV. You're getting this crud on every channel. I don't. I if beware the dampers. Roberts Roberts and Davies once said, "Beware the dampers and the cynics." The television people—they are all in a certain club that has to just go with these weird models that make no sense. I mean, if Texas is in play, my goodness gracious, 
then it's going to be a pretty rough four years. I can't believe Texas is in play. I just can't believe it. I don't. I don't believe it. I refuse to believe it. No, I, I have a friend who has been texting me all day, and she's like, I think Biden's it's like when they were saying, this is like when they were saying Ted Cruz could lose his reelection to, what's his name, Beto O'Rourke. Right. Right? Oh, please, give me a break. And I told my friend who was texting me all day, I said, stop watching the news, turn the TV off. Thank you. That is, that's the second most important thing to do today. The first is obviously, what is it, Roger? What's the first thing? I'm going to give you a quiz. First thing to do is vote. And voting is not like a long-term relationship or a marriage. It's either two, (laughs) four, or six years. So just vote. And stay in line to make sure that you get it done. If Donald Trump can do 32 rallies in five days, 74-year-old man can do 32 rallies in five days. You can stand in line and vote today. That's rule number one. Rule number two, turn off the TV, at least until later tonight. Turn off the TV until the polls close. Turn them off. Turn them off. They are nothing but dampers and cynics who have to fill airtime and speculate with odd and you know weird outliers that people can stroke their chin and scratch their heads and, and, uh, and pontificate about. It, it, it makes no sense that Texas is in play. It just makes no sense. And they're not giving you the statistics that you can find on your own about registration for Republicans up. Uh, it, it's just – it's – it does no good to watch TV. It will do no good. No, for and I know Republicans that will answer those calls, and they, they sit there and go to themselves, well, should I just say no and hang up, or should right. I mess with their minds and I say I'm voting for Biden? <laughs> right, 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 right. The media has disgraced itself for years now, and it was never worse probably than this year. I don't know, as the song says, how low they, how much lower they can go, how low they can go. But I think the pollsters will have as well. I had a caller, I think, was it yesterday? I had a polar, uh, caller who said, um, you know, well, the only thing about the pollsters is that um, they, do, they do have to stay in business. Well, how's that worked out for the media? They're still in business. They're wrong all the time. They're biased all the time. They're still in business. They are still in business. And the big polls from the big media companies notice, them, notice, notice these polls are always sponsored by big, big media companies. It's a WSJ, NBC, ABC, Gallup, or NBC, whatever. Poll. They can't it's get it wrong event. twice in a row. They, they can't. That's why it's all evening out right now. Everything is, oh, it's a toss-up. Yeah. Roger, thank you, sir. We'll be watching New York because of you. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. I take Balance of Nature every single day. Once a day, one daily dose, it gives me tens of thousands of vital nutrients. I know I'm boosting my immunity. I know I am boosting my health. I've been on it for over a year now. I usually get sick about four times a year when the seasons change. Hasn't happened. Hasn't happened. Same with friends of mine and family members I have given it to and are using it as well. Balance of Nature is the most potent whole food supplement on the market you want to take balance of nature they're offering a great deal 35 percent off your first order of fruits and veggies that's what it is fruits and veggies in a daily dose in vegetarian capsules 35 percent off your first order and free shipping give them a call at 800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code balance Jeff in Peoria. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Hi, Seth. I just wanted to say 
I don't think there's a news outlet in existence that will be able to dampen the enthusiasm I've seen for our president this year. I love it. I love it. They're trying. Boy, do they try. Oh, I know. I I, I got to tell you, on Friday, I think your guest host was Robert Graham. Is it Robert? Oh, uh, Thursday or Friday. Yeah, Robert Graham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he mentioned that in 2016, he the reason he felt the polls were wrong was because of the enthusiasm that he saw. And then Saturday morning, my wife and I took a motorcycle ride up Lake Pleasant Parkway. We had no idea about this, the parade that went on. And then all of a sudden, we drove into this sea, just literal sea of Trump banners and flags for it had to have been over a mile on both sides of the road lining up for that parade and i was really literally shocked i'd never seen anything like that in my life for any other president and i'm 57 so i i go back to lyndon johnson you know i have never seen anything like this no one has ever seen anything like this i mean i i was walking my dog this morning and um it was pretty early in the morning, not a lot of traffic, and a car went by that had a Trump flag, and another car went by, and just they were honking at each other in support of each other. Um, I see that one-to-one. -one. I go to various corners in the Phoenix area, and I see these spontaneous rallies during the workday, during working hours. I, of course, have seen what it's you amazing. have seen. It's amazing. It's amazing. You cannot bottle this energy, and that's why I think you cannot measure it. Now, if you if you contrast to that, I, w I was watching a news outlet this morning, and they went to Joe Biden's rally in Scranton, his, quote, hometown. Yeah, right. I, I, saw, swear that. To God, I saw that. He, I saw that. He had like 30 people. Did he have New, that New many? I don't know if it was that. comment on that. I don't know if he had that many and how yeah, many they, of them were staff, you know? I mean, even if they tried to make it look like there was more, there just wasn't enough to make it, yeah. you know, even any kind of appearance that there was more. It was pathetic. And Newt Gingrich commented later on that um, he he looked like a poor congressional candidate that was losing. That was mm -hmm. like the size of his mm -hmm. rally, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you look at these rallies with trump with tens of thousands of people unbelievable yeah uh, it, i can't, it, it, I can't it, buy it, these polls no you can't I just you don't. can't you can't suppress it but you probably this is the pollsters headache right they can't measure it and fine fine let them be as wrong as cnn let them be as wrong as abc that's who these pollsters partner with let them be as wrong as nbc i don't care we keep on doing what we're doing this is a you know this is this this is a this is a rising to the support of this president not only for passion and love in and of what he's done in and of itself but for the country for the country you know i ask people the question why are they voting for trump or i ask trump voters why are they voting for trump it's always a variant of one or two answers it's either the first answer is either they love him or because they're worried about this country or something about protecting this country these are love stories these are love stories, and they don't lend themselves to the traditional measurements. This is a candidate and a president who has broken the conventional wisdom and the norms again and again and again. Why would today be any different? 
Why should today be any different? Stay tuned for his son, Donald Trump Jr., coming right up. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. If you're thinking about selling your house or if you're selling your house in the midst of it and it's not going well, you can flip the script with my friend James Wexler of JMG Real Estate. He is the real estate agent who guarantees to sell your home at market value or pay you the difference. He can also make you an upfront guaranteed offer within 24 hours. Give James Wexler a call at 480-386-0711 or visit him online at jameswexler.com. That's James Wexler, W-E-X-L-E-R.com. While we're waiting for Donald Trump Jr., let's go to another Don. Don in Peoria. Hi, Don. Seth, you're a great American. How are you, sir? Thank you. I am fine. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, I've got a lot of educators in my family that absolutely do not vote except for self-preservation. And they do whatever the teachers tell them. And so even though they don't share any of the beliefs of the Democrat Party, they end up voting Democrat all the time. Okay. Let me do and it. Do, can you do me one favor, Don? I won't let you go, but I have another Donald I have to get to, and that's Donald Trump Jr. Just given the day, if you'll permit me that, it's an honor to welcome back to the show Donald Trump Jr. How are you, Mr. Trump? How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Yourself? Right, we're doing great, sir. It's an exciting day for us. Tell us what you're hearing. Tell us what you're seeing. You know, it feels really good. I think a lot of the excitement that we've been seeing on the ground is translating, and that's what we're just kind of getting the rounds, calling people, making sure they understand you. Get in line to vote. Don't let the Democrats steal this election. Don't let the radical left take over our country. There's too much at stake. Uh, when you see the, you know, the radical positions that the Democrats have taken, I know they're utilizing Joe Biden as camouflage for their you know, radical uh, ideas, but these are truly destructive for our country. When you look at what Donald Trump has been able to accomplish, it's truly incredible, especially when you take it under the lens of, like, you know, he's got no cooperation from Democrats, no cooperation from mainstream media, who's done nothing but hate on him for years, while simultaneously covering up for Joe Biden and his corruption. When you look at Joe Biden's ideas and the plans, they're dangerous. They're, they're ridiculous. This is a socialist Marxist platform. It's not your traditional Democrat Party platform, and that should scare everyone in America. Uh, thank you for saying it. Thank you for putting it that way. The stakes are that great. And I have been saying it. I'm glad you're saying it, too, Mr. Trump, because when I ask people why they're voting for your father, um, they vacillate between two answers. One is, of course, love and passion for him and what he's done. And the other answer is to save America, to save America. Yeah. And you know who I hear that from more than anyone else? Immigrants from Eastern, formerly Eastern Europe. They have seen 100%. this game before. They have seen this game before. Listen, my, my mother escaped from communist Czechoslovakia. Yep. So I know a little bit about it. I, yep. I, I grew up. I spent my summers there. My grandparents brought me there to make sure that I understood full well at a young age how lucky we have it in America. And so when I see that the Democrat Party that used to represent blue-collar workers is doing anything but, and now they're pushing this socialist Marxist agenda, that's what fires me up. That's what motivates me. And again— you know, Joe Biden, they try to pretend he's a moderate because they understand that that radical ideas would not go over well with, the Demo with American voters. But they're trying to use him as the camouflage to bring in Kamala Harris. 
If you don't think Joe Biden's a radical, just look at the people he's surrounding himself with. Look at the policies that he's pushing. Uh, it, it's truly ridiculous. I mean, they want to end oil and gas in America. They want to do the permanent lockdowns. You know what that damage that would do to America? A permanent these lockdowns forever. Donald Trump promised a V-shaped recovery. I think it was back in like February. He said yeah. we can come back from this because we built a fundamentally strong economy. If you shut these businesses down again and you do the mass lockdowns like your neighbor to the west uh, ha- has done in California and some of the other ones, those businesses will close their doors and they will never open them again. Millions of jobs will be lost. This election is truly about freedom versus tyranny. The Democrats St- want all power. Now that they've been pushing the Russia hoax against my father for years, now you actually have real collusion. And think about it. I mean, big tech, mainstream media – Social media, they're okay with the fact that Joe Biden could, it seems to be the most compromised candidate in the history of the U.S. presidency, totally corrupted. You have emails. You have the wire transfers. You have the receipts. You have eyewitnesses saying that Joe Biden knew full well. They have 10,000 times more evidence against Joe Biden being totally corrupted than they ever did to start the Russia hoax, which they pushed as though it was gospel for four years. That's what's at stake There's nothing that the Democrats won't do. So everyone has to get in line and vote accordingly. They have to vote down that Republican ticket so we hold the House, so we get back governor seats, so we get Senate seats. I mean, you need Martha McSally. I mean, Mark Kelly is another one of these radicals that they're pretending is a moderate. Because you're not a moderate if you're going into space and bringing China's flag with you. That's not moderate. You're not a moderate when you lie about the Second Amendment and say, hey, no, we got other plans for that one, but i got to get in first. And you're really not a moderate if you have a staffer that says it calls police that risk their lives for our safety effing pigs, yeah. and you don't fire him. That means you believe the same thing. That means you're okay with it. Otherwise, that person should be gone in two seconds. And that Mark Kelly didn't do that should scare everyone in Arizona. He is nothing more than a communist in wolf's clothing. It, it, it is truly scary that this guy could get in there, and he'd only get in because they've been selling him as though he's a moderate for months. It's nonsense and it's a lie and it's what they've been doing for Joe Biden as well. I, totally for Joe. Get totally true. To vote. Totally true. Yeah, when they're not true. ignoring the violence, they're apologizing. Yep. Absolutely. They are apologizing for the violence. They are endowing the violence. They are defending the violence. And I say it's a shame and a blight on the Democratic Party. It, it, it really is. And, it but is. it's I, also I, a shame and a blight on the media. Uh, well, by the way, they're 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 just they're just as bad, if not worse. But they're really one and the same, and that's the reality. You know, the Democrat Party and the media are one and the same. The media is just the marketing arm of the Democrat Party today. They've given up the entire pretense of objectivity. Like I said, imagine the hard drive and all of the things that have come out in the last two weeks. Imagine it was Donald Trump Jr. Would these stories be buried? Would it be gone if I was taking millions from China and holding 10 for the big guy and holding this, that, and the other? And if I was the lawyer of the spy chief of China, you think that's because Hunter's a good lawyer? You think it's because the spy chief wanted to get close to the Bidens to gather compromising information to be able to use it against America if and when Joe Biden ever got additional power? Of course that's the case. And that the media is okay allowing this compromised guy that doesn't even know where the hell he is most of the time to be in there should scare us all. That's why I say it's not just the Second Amendment that's on the table this election. It's our First Amendment. If they can stop you know, a newspaper like the New York Post, a 200-year-old paper, 
from publishing, from being the only guys actually willing to do journalism these days, and they can prevent that information from getting out to voters in America, that sounds a lot more like the stuff of communist China than it does anything that should ever happen in the United States. And we have to wake up to it. We have to vote accordingly. We cannot take it for granted. We have to get out there, and we have to put an end to this nonsense. Mr. Trump, I'll have what you're having. Thank you for that. You know, some of us have been saying, you know, the tragedy of a reelection of your dad is we only get him for four years. But maybe four years from then, we'll get you, sir. God bless you. Thank you for everything you have done for Thank this you country. Guys. Be well. Thank you. You betcha, Thank Don. Thank you. Ah, oh, the music is pitch perfect today. Great stuff. All right, we interrupted the other Don, Don in Peoria, and I apologize for that. I hope you were okay to yield the microphone, Don. Oh, my goodness. How do you follow that? Well, I, listen, you were interrupted by it, so, you know, you, you, oh, you, you, deserve, you deserve my praise. Well, I have to say I have traveled around the world, and nobody, nobody, should take the idea of a socialist country for granted. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is a horrific thing. I mean, traveling in Egypt, where I'm being followed around by policemen 24-7, listening to see if there was any talk about religion, about God, anything against the government, and they would arrest you on the spot. You know, traveling in India under socialism and seeing nine-year-old kids shoveling, you know, uh, sewage in ditches all day long for pennies. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, in, in the most affluent cities in India, mm-hmm. it, it, it's shocking. People have no idea uh, what, you know, what is coming if socialism you know, knocks at our door. So anyway. I, I, there, there was once a, once a thought William Buckley had about sending, uh, requiring uh, high school graduates to spend a year in a socialist country before they go to college. Yeah. And, of course, that would be a hard thing to mandate. But you take the point. It's your point. It's what the Eastern Europeans who live here now tell me. It's what uh, it's what my friends from Venezuela who call in and tell us. It's very, very easy to take for granted what we have here. Very easy. Yeah, but but it can disappear. Productive. It can disappear. But to the intellectuals, it's very seductive. And my father traveled in Russia under communism. He traveled to Cuba and uh, saw no problem with it. Just, you know, well, the people are happy, you know, and they have their basic needs, you know, taken care of. But, uh, you know, you have to understand that when you are enabling other countries that abuse their citizens, you might as well be doing the same thing here. You bet. And if we don't like slavery in the United States of America, why do we accept slavery in China? Right. Why, I mean, why do we apologize for it, cover it up? Exactly right. I am so mad about so, this. So you here bet. we have Chinese, you know, Chinese citizens, average workers make $256 an hour, a, a month, $256 a month. And the Chinese Communist Party is now outsourcing their work to Ethiopia, where they can get labor for $56 a month. They don't care about their citizens. We live in they a world we, we live in a world that seems to care more about slavery that ended here over 150 years ago 
than an entire industry of athletics that makes money in a country that engages slave labor today. That's upside down. That's another reason to vote your conscience here to vote against socialism. God bless you, Don.